Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And this is the uh, Doug and Dave Intel version of the Common Sense Show. And we're going to be talking about false flags on all sides of the Ukraine situation. And you know I've been growing impatient on my YouTube channel with people that say I'm representing the mainstream because I'm criticizing Putin. If people would read carefully, which I know this audience does, but if they would listen carefully, they would hear that I have called out Zelensky, I have said Biden's main antagonist in all this, and Putin overreacted, but Putin's a thug who murders journalists in his opposition, same as Zelensky. Okay, so they're all to blame. Satisfied now? But we're going to hit the part tonight that actually makes Putin look better than the other two. And that is a belief that I hold to. Now, evil is evil. You know, Biden administration is probably 10 out of 10 on an evil scale. Zelensky's probably 9 out of 10. Putin's probably 7 out of 10. That's how I see it. We'll hear how Doug Thornton reacts. But first, I need to let you know a couple things. One, if you don't have storable food, <laughs> you better get storable food. The move is in to grab your food supply. Check an article that I wrote on Monday on the commonsenseshow.com where I detailed just five elements of food shortages when there's 23, 23 blocks to our food supply. And it's not going to be long, folks. So and when hyperinflation kicks in, you're not going to be buying anything. So go to preparewithdave.com for 2,000 calories a day, three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so there's diversity in the food, and 25-year shelf life. Okay, preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you better have water. And we have the best water filter out there, the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. And the research is there on the page. Neither they or the food supplier have raised their rates. I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to keep that from happening, but they've done that, and they still have a sale in place, just like MPS on the food. And so how do you get your water? Go to waterwithdave.com. Why do you need your water? If Putin takes down the grid, you're going to be scavenging for water, which won't be hard to find. Drinkable water without filtration will be deadly. Naval War College says on the fifth day of a crisis, waterborne illness becomes the leading cause of death. So heed my words. You got the food, preparewithdave.com, the water, waterwithdave.com. And now we got Doug Thornton with Dave.com on the Doug and Dave Intel Report. And Doug, I'm just going to say this as a startup phrase. Wars and rumors of wars. Or if we were to put it in the English vernacular today, flags and false flags. <laughs> I like what you just did there. Well, Dave, for one thing, thanks for being on. Uh, I look forward to every time we get to talk during the week and actually record it. If only people got to hear the conversations in between. Oh, we, we can't publish some of that stuff. Yeah, probably not. We It would be frowned upon. But man, it would make for good radio. Yeah. You know, when we talk about Matthew 24, wars, rumors of wars, we we get caught up with uh, thinking right now, today, any moment, nuclear war is going to start. Putin's going to hit us with uh, a nuke. Putin's going to hit us with, you know, a dirty bomb or chemical biological weapons or what I always fear the worst is the grid down. Yes. Those elements are always on the table. All right. They're always there. They're always preconceived threats 
that America will have to face from various threat actors, not just from Russia, but also from China, Iran, uh, potentiality of maybe even Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine's not exactly our friend. But uh, we have threat actors even within the United States that could easily spin the world into war. And uh, typically you call them politicians. Now, our problem is we're getting to the point where we can't we can't perceive who is really on our side, but we know who the good guys and bad guys are, and there's way more bad guys than there are than there are good guys. I'll give you a representative of the good guy table. Now he's got some flaws, like him or not. Josh Gates. Josh Gates just entered into Congress for Hunter Biden's laptop to be officially entered uh, as evidence of whatever it is that he he's planning on doing. And I'll tell you this much, Representative Gates, that's very brave of him to do that. I hope he doesn't drive into a, an explosion one night. But what possibly could be the implications of what's on this laptop? What I would like to know is, who is currently in possession of the laptop what do they really know what do they really plan to expose what is it that he's trying to do because if he's trying to put out what's supposedly on this laptop which is not just it's uh, I, I don't know how to say this I don't know how to say what's worse is it the scandals and the buying off of governments is it the implications of COVID-19? Or is it rampant child porn? I don't know which one, honestly, is the worst. Now, character killer? Child porn all day. That kills his dad. That kills his whole family's character. Implications for, let's say, COVID-19. Where this uh, virus was manufactured at in the U.S., brought to you to Ukraine then distributed to China maybe elsewhere also the implications of being bought off by not just Chinese government officials but Ukrainian government officials and Russia as well so there's all different things out there that can completely tarnish and diminish the acting current president of the United States and the thing that I always fear, uh, not fear, Lord didn't give me a spirit of fear. The thing that I always say that I, I guess you could say the alarm bells go off is when I pay attention to things like this and they actually manifest themselves into reality, like what we're seeing now, I go, okay, there's narratives, there's events and agendas. Let's see which one can be worse. And a thing that I always say, is that when the Democrats seem to be in trouble, or when the politicians in general seem to get in a lot of trouble, where there's going to be some really bad exposure, or they're trying to uh, ram through some horrific, unconstitutional uh, bill, tragedy occurs. We're on the precipice of true tragedy occurring. I want to bring up something real quick, Dave, and then I need you to talk about this. Because... From my perspective, from being military, I can go a very deep route with this, but for someone who is in journalism, it also needs to be said what your opinion on this matter is. All right, so we got to let's set, let's set the stage. Previously, I have been discussing what would the implications of the world be if we had foreign military members of the U.S. military, European militaries like the British military, they go to Ukraine, they involve themselves with the Ukrainian government, they get attached to the Azov Battalion, and during whatever time, atrocities occur, and then they get captured by the Russians, okay? And then the Russians interrogate them, film it, blackmail comes out for the world to see. And then that's when all the either the hyperbole can start or the other false flags can start because they can just as easily say, read off this list and we'll let you live, which that's a 50-50, right? Or they can say, 
you're going to tell us everything that you know how you got here, who helped you out, who you're in cahoots with, who in the Ukrainian military that you're that is helping you right now. And we're going to film it, we're going to put it out for the world to see. What happened now, honestly, is actually worse. The Azov Battalion has now filmed themselves. This is where I need your information. They filmed themselves with Russian prisoners of war. And typically with the Geneva Convention, whenever you have a detainee or a prisoner of war, they are expected certain rights. No matter what, if they surrendered or if you have captured them by the Geneva Convention, you are supposed to you know, take care of them to an extent. I'm not saying you know put them up in the Hilton, but you're supposed to be humane to them, right? Yes. Well, that's not what the Azov Battalion did. Background on the Azov Battalion, they're a neo-Nazi, extreme ultra-right-wing fascist uh, paramilitary organization that is part of not just the overthrow of the Ukrainian government back in 2014, snipers on the roof, but also now one of the larger uh, components of the Ukrainian government. They're not just in the Azov Battalion. They're throughout the government, to include Zelensky himself. So these guys capture P- or capture Russian uh, soldiers. Now they have POWs. They're taking them out of a van, filming all this. They shoot every single one of the men coming off in the leg. Now, if you don't know this, when we talk about tactical medicine, where the femoral artery runs within the uh, direction of the femur bone, that's your largest bone in your body that's on your legs, if that snaps, punctures the femoral artery, or you actually have you know, any type of mass laceration of that artery from a gunshot wound or a stabbing or a laceration wound, typically, typically, you have about 30 seconds or less to get a tourniquet on before you die. And I've seen it even to the point within 17 seconds of the, of the lacerating of the femoral artery, the person bled out and, and was dead. I can't even get most trained professionals to put a tourniquet on their leg, even in time for that. You start losing fine motor skills. Everything goes bad within a matter of seconds. So, and, and you know, un- unlike what people see in war movies, when you get shot, it is an extremely traumatic thing that happens to the body. And the other part of that is not just bleeding out uh, and the loss of blood, but is also shock. Shock, the trauma to the body causing shock, is typically what kills most people on the battlefield. The uh, improper care and maintaining of a major wound, that will cause trauma and shock, and that's where most people die. That's what we're seeing in this video. You can find it on InfoWars. You can find it all over social media. Uh, and I reviewed it from as many different sites that I can to make sure that I'm, I'm validating what I'm watching to make sure it's not a bunch of BS. And they're, you know, they're shooting people in the leg. People are bleeding out, dying. There's no care, no medical care. I didn't see any tourniquets. If there were, none that were properly applied. Uh, and while the soldiers are also, uh, the Russian soldiers are not just being shot in the leg and bleeding out, they're also being beaten. The Ukrainian soldiers from the Azov Battalion are laughing as they do it. They're beating them. Uh, they're covering their face in bags. They're harassing them. Uh, and filming it all. In between all this happening, I wonder what happened to the one guy who thought maybe this was a really bad idea. I hope the Russians don't ever find out we did this. Well, then they release it to the world off of uh, Telegram, the social media app Telegram. Come to find out, and I found this out, I think it was today, right, Dave, that the Russian special forces have now captured the Ukrainian soldiers of the Azov Battalion that tortured their Russian soldiers to death. And now, according to a lawmaker from Moscow, 
these Azov Battalion members are begging for their lives. <laughs> Dave, yeah. what are the implications of this on a geopolitical scale? Because these are our options. I don't know. For one thing, this is yeah, because it does. It's not really. KGB, it's not. Uh, yeah. if they've been turned over to them, and they're begging for their lives. Dave, they're probably being tortured to death. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. If if they're being filmed, if they're being filmed saying you're going to say everything you know about Zelensky, you're going to say everything you know about Biden, you're going to say everything you know about Hunter Biden, you're going to say everything you know about X, Y, and Z Nazi paraphernalia. Uh, child sex trafficking, which is, you know, Ukraine is the third worst in the, almost in the world at that. All different types of really, really bad things can come from this. But I want to know from a, a journalist perspective, where could Russia take this? Well, the propaganda angle is omnipresent here. Um, we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time and if putin were smart he'd take the high ground and not execute him he'd put him through trials and then turn him over to some kind of world tribunal for final disposition and sentencing that way he doesn't execute him and he says i'm more humane than the people i'm fighting it would offset a little bit of what he's done with bombing civilians. But I come at this with a rational Western mind. That's not Vladimir Putin. He understands power and leverage. And so as I contemplate his options for power and leverage, he needs to instill some fear because he's losing in Ukraine. You know, it's interesting. Perception's everything. In Vietnam, we didn't lose one battle. But we say, well, we lost the war. No, we didn't lose the war. We weren't willing to commit enough genocide for a long enough period of time to get things the way we wanted to make it. But we did not lose the war militarily. That's a joke. Uh, Putin's in the same position in Ukraine. Because he can't make Ukraine the way he wants it, 
doesn't mean he's losing the war. It means he's in a stalemate where he's ahead like six to four in the seventh inning. I mean, that's how I see this. He has made more tactical advantages than the than the Ukrainians, but he's not winning his objectives. So he needs leverage somewhere, and he's going to leverage this in some way. Just to execute them will not gain him leverage. He needs to show that he's somewhat just and correct and moral, and he'll give these guys a fair trial. And I think if he's smart, he'll turn them over to the Hague for final disposition. That's what I would do, and he should. Hard to say. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, the Azov and their names are strikingly similar to a word we can't use in radio that really describes what I think of them. But the Azov Battalion, our army or Nazis, whatever you want to call them, they are as evil as anybody in Russia, and maybe more so. And I think they constitute a worse threat to the world um, if they hook up with terrorists mm-hmm. than, than do the Russians going into Ukraine. Okay, so, so save that idea. Let's get into this segue. We've heard from the Pentagon that they, they've they said that Putin would use a nuke. Well, the Russians just came out yesterday and today and said, hey, nukes are off the table. We're not going to use a nuke. And then we heard the Pentagon say, well, Putin could use chemical biological weapons. They're not going to do that. I just don't see it. But what is stopping the Azov Battalion from gaining a hold of a small tactical nuclear device or the very well-known at this point in time biological weapon and using it on Russia or Russian uh, Federation forces and then forcing, could you imagine and let's go this route Dave, we love going down the conspiratorial route welcome ladies and gentlemen to the conspiratorial hour of the Doug and Dave Intelligence Report (laughs) Let's go let's go deep theory here. What if the Azov Battalion were able to get their hands a hold of a hemorrhagic Ebola like fever, release it amongst the population of the Donbass region, or even amongst the Russian Federation forces and it spreads virulently throughout Western Russia? And they can't control it. They're starting to have multiple outbreaks, not just one, not a localized event. And then the Azov Battalion starts to threaten, if you don't pull out of Ukraine, we're going to send this to Moscow. Here's what we've already done. Could that force a nuclear event? Because, I mean... We can't allow a hemorrhagic fever like Ebola, like the one that me and you are, are truly afraid of, of ever hitting. He could not allow what he knows that's there to be released amongst his population, let alone amongst his own self near the Kremlin. I think he would be forced to have a certain measure that would have to be deployed against Kiev. Because the Azov Battalion is part of the Ukrainian military. The head of the Ukrainian military is the president. The president, Zelensky, is as weird as it gets, has all these photos with swastikas and all other different types of stuff. If he is in control of the Azov Battalion and the U.S. is funneling money to them, the CIA, the U.S. military were funneling all these assets to them, would that not force... Putin to say, Zelensky, if you don't get a hold of the Azov Battalion, clean up the mess you already made, get them the hell off the playing field, we're going to nuke Kiev. That's the only way that I could stop any of the next further madness because the U.S. hasn't stepped in to stop this, the EU hasn't stepped in to stop this, and now you people say you want to bring me to the Hague, you're only saying that I'm the one who is the war criminal your own politicians say that they that I should be assassinated now you've gone too far with chemical biological weapons yeah it, it, this could go a different direction I'll tell you 
if there's going to be a false flag, in my humble opinion, it's going to be America blamed on Russia. Because the goal is to provide enough provocation to start a war. Well, I think they'll fall short because the Antichrist is not on the scene yet. So, and just to remind the listeners, you Revelation 13, you have to have some kind of prominent person suffer what appears to be a fatal wound, they recover, and then they become a peacemaker. We haven't had the prerequisite wounding and miracle recovery prior to making peace. That's why I don't think we're close to a nuclear exchange in Ukraine situation. I think we're a long ways off. Doesn't mean we're not building momentum to that direction when the elements fall into place. But I think I think what we're talking about here, Doug, is this. Putin is going to be the victim of Biden's false flag attack, which means that regardless of which way this goes, I think the Azov Battalion provides a really, really good target here for Biden to go in and release biochemicals and say this was Russia's revenge for you know what happened with um, the soldiers and the executions. That's what I think is going to happen. And your statement about hemorrhagic fever, oh my gosh. There were two biological weapon shipments that happened in 2014 and 2015. And I wrote about them both, but I said of an unknown origin. The first one we know was COVID. Hunter Biden accompanied it. Fauci and Eco Alliance were there and were part of it with one of the labs. That's been documented. Now, the second one, because Fauci was blabbing his butt off at the time about, um, how did he say it? Ebola is hemorrhagic fever, and hemorrhagic fever is Ebola. And he said, man, if you ever had it mixed with something like a smallpox, that'd be terrible. Well, that's gain of function. That's his ballpark. My belief about what's happened is this. Hemorrhagic fever was stored in Wuhan along with an accelerant called smallpox, which will increase the RO distribution rate. And I believe this was the doomsday weapon for the deep state. For example, if you don't think you can win an election in the United States, just let hemorrhagic and smallpox loose and you may not even have an election. So I think that's a possibility. But I think what happened to China is they had an accident. And this stuff is loose in their country. They are going to extraordinary means to lock their country down. This ain't a COVID lockdown that we saw. This is way worse. They're bolting people in their in their homes in the town of Zia. 13 million people, and now they're starving to death. They were one time putting care packages out there that people could take in, and they had like 10 seconds to open the door and shut it, and then they'd rebolt it from the outside. But they're not even making these deliveries now. These people are now starving in, in Zia. It's spelled X-I-A. And I think the Chinese were sloppy with this doomsday weapon. But globalists know how to take care of a crisis. Don't let one go to waste. I believe they're going to package infectons from China. And when the May 23rd deadline expires for Article 42, and anybody can come across the border for any reason or no reason at all, I believe the infectons, the by that time, It'll probably be a third-generation effect on because the cycle of Ebola is 16 to 44 days. And 44% of the people in the area will contract it with a 90% fatality rate. And I believe they're going to have them cross our border. I believe they'll transport them to different parts of the country. And I believe it's very possible this could be a false flag attack upon our election and it does not take place. And if people think, oh, Dave has really lost it, consider what Nancy Pelosi just said on Tuesday of this week. She said, <coughs> excuse me, as I take a drink here, if the Republicans win the midterms, we will not abide by the decision because it will destroy our democracy. I don't know if you heard that or not, but I saw the tape of it on Fox News. I saw her say it with her own mouth on tape. What she's saying is the election doesn't matter. They already know they're going to lose and there's not enough cheating they can do. So I think what's going to happen is we're going to see the false flag attack here on our election. And simultaneously, I think we're going to see it in Ukraine against um, the separatists. I think there's going to be a dual false flag, uh, American people and uh, eastern Ukraine. What do you think? That sounds a lot like my 
predictions. I guess you could say I have like a spread of predictions. And the one that I stick to the most is that we're going to have a civil war followed by a world war. And it just seems to be that it fits the narrative. Uh, there is really no regression within the Democrats right now in the way that they're attacking everything politically and they're funding everything that's evil. I mean, what not, what, what is it that is not evil that the Democrats have not funded and called good? So I think in a lot of ways they're setting up these next series of events. But, you know, we have to understand something that the whole election thing, it, it all rides on the coattails of what happens within the next, what, midterm and in between. Okay? So we're always worried about the presidential election, which we should be. But the midterm election is really where the power comes. Because if the Democrats start to lose their butts and they start to lose everything that is uh, their ability to keep power, I firmly believe, and I'm sure plenty of others do, they will release the doomsday-like events that will help to reset everything. And we got to understand, there are narratives already out there for this. The Great Reset. You know, and the people can say what they want. The Great Reset, Tribulation, the oncoming of the beast system, the Antichrist, uh, the Mark of the Beast. I go ahead and just say, sure, yeah, whatever, all of it. Let's just go ahead and say any of that can happen. But they're telling us what they want. What we see that's happening in China. We we haven't seen this in a while, but the Chinese people are starting to revolt against the Communist Chinese Party. And we're talking about the Communist Chinese Party that if you dared uh, even host a, a meeting of Christians to read a Bible in, in your house and it was found, they would arrest you, kill the person who's the pastor and burn the house down. Now, there's no protesting in China. Now they're out protesting. They're banging on pots and pans. They're, uh, they're, they, they tore up some security checkpoint, which I thought was very surprising. Uh, and they tore it up after one of the, uh, CCP members of the security staff said, you could be locked up for six months to another year. Oh, Lord. Could you imagine being locked up for six months to a year? They yeah, just want yeah, half the Jan- country to be starved. Yeah, January 6th, 14 months without a trial. Exactly. And But here's the other part of it. A listener of my show sent me a video of a supermarket in China where people are tearing vegetables out of each other's hands and getting into fistfights over food. And I'm not talking about you know two old women fighting over toilet paper. We're talking about people that are fighting for food. And I mean, not just one person. It was at least a 30 or 40 person brawl. That is what happens when you have dictatorial power. And then you start to lose control of that power. The public will go insane first, and then they turn on those. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. ...who have the power. We may be seeing something like that very soon in the future. China cannot lose control of their narrative. They can't afford it. If their goal is to take over the world, they cannot lose the, uh, I guess you could say, the eyes of the beholder, which are the Communist Chinese Party and the people of China. They have to maintain control of it because that's where their foot soldiers are. So we're probably going to see a really harsh retaliation from the government 
against its own people more than just lockdowns. So just wait for that to come. But at the same time, they own their own media. They own their own Internet. We may not know exactly what happens, and we won't know for a while until it leaks out. But here in the American uh, media, we can find out almost within an hour of what's happening. Still to this day, Dave, still to this day, with everything that we know about the Azov Battalion and the Nazi effects that are the Azov Battalion, I haven't heard one person in Congress stand up yet and say, maybe we shouldn't send money to the Nazis. Maybe we should try and talk to Putin a little bit more. Nobody is coming to the table. Uh, there's no delegation prowess here. Nobody wants to come and say, hey, let's, let's everybody knock this crap off. You know, let's, let's try and find a meeting ground. But, Everyone will pull on the heartstrings and say, oh, you know, well, the poor Ukrainians, and I do feel for the Ukrainians, but they'll say the poor Ukrainians, let's send them everything in our military uh, might can give them except for forces. But just recently, and I had to bring this up just recently, Joe Biden was in Poland talking with the 82nd Airborne, and he was telling them what they may experience when they go into Ukraine. That almost didn't make a peep on any major mainstream media platform. Imagine what would be the catalyst that we would send the military in to Ukraine. False flag. It'd be uh, it'd be false flag, Doug. That's our, World War Three. Yeah, but it's false flag III. of our creation. Yeah, but I'm telling you, the Antichrist factor has to come in. There's an inter- intermediate step there that has to happen first. I'm not saying there can't be a regional war, but it won't be Armageddon. No, I don't think we're there yet. I, uh, you know, there, there's still a lot of things I believe if we talk about eschatology. I still think there's a lot of other prophecies that have to be fulfilled, but at the same time, uh, the times are speeding up. And, you know, here's the problem with a lot of people that you talk about eschatology and revelation is they say that it doesn't have to, that revelation uh, is a lot of just metaphors of what's going to happen. Revelation is not in sequential order as you read it which I think is weird because almost the entire Bible reads in sequential order of some sort. Uh, but, you know, there, there are still famines and plagues, pestilence, wars. We Have, have we not been seeing that? But it, you just have to ask yourself, have we seen this on the global scale yet? COVID-19, pandemic, pestilence, all right? Uh, now we're going to have the supposed food crisis, Dave, you've heard about this, right? Yes. Everybody, everybody's talking about, hey, we're running out of food. You can go to Dollar General right now and you can still buy Doritos. We're not running out of that kind of food. We're running out of the food, the chickens, the cows, eggs. the cheese, yeah. the milk, the eggs. Mm. Not the processed junk that they want you to eat. The it's the actual, yes, the actual food. They're trying to make you sick. And, and yeah, I had this discussion uh, with a medical professional. And he said, uh, look at the horrible diet. In fact, actually, Ronnie McMullen and I talked about this on my show. We talked about a guy named Ludwig, who's a, a researcher and presenter. He's a doctor at USF in California, University of San Francisco Medical School. And he's got an hour and a half video on YouTube. It's really good. He said, look at the diabetes rates. Look at the cancer rates. Look at our diet, how it changed. And he saw this corresponding graphs. That one was probably causational to the other. And he said... No one could have done this by design any more perfectly than they did. And he left it at that. He said, but I don't want to sound conspiratorial. But he said, I'll tell you this. He said, if you're not eating what's coming out of the ground, he said, you're killing yourself. And he said, and Big Farm is profiting on your demise. That's a good takeaway. Well, I mean, just, you know, we've said this before. We have to say it again. What will America look like whenever you can't get food on the shelf anymore? Now, we almost saw it with the gas price uh, in that hike. And we had chuckers that were coming out warning, 
hey, look, when, when I can't afford to fill my rig, you can't get fresh milk. You can't get fresh meat. You know, the Doritos are the quickest thing bought, but, you know, you eat them in about 20 seconds, you're done, you're, you're still hungry. This is the part that worries me as an American, because if there's one thing that can cause a dang civil war, it's when people can't Are you there? Doug, we seem to have... There you go. You you just cut out for 10 seconds. Welcome to the interference of the Doug and Dave Intel report. Go ahead, Doug. <laughs> and, and here we are again. Fauci is saying that we may have another presentation yeah. of a COVID restriction and a lockdown. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see Americans buying it. Well, you know, I what, I saw, you know what I saw today? And this girl, I won't mention her name because I don't want to get her in trouble, but she was on one of the local news channels this morning, and she used to be my student. And uh, she was the girlfriend of one of my basketball players. And I and I knew her well. But she used to come back. She had lunch with me a couple times on campus. Great, great gal. Great gal. So today she's on her channel, and I just have hated the news because every morning the news is the same. The COVID reports are this, and we know the tests don't mean jack squat. The tests aren't valid, so therefore you don't know what your numbers are. We know they inflate the death count so they can get the payment from the government for COVID death. So we know it's all a bunch of BS. Today she was responding to, they're saying COVID's on an uptick. And she said, I processed the numbers. She said, Arizona is using numbers that are six months old. And she showed the data graph. And I thought, whoa, that's the girl I know. That's the integrity I know from that person. And I'm wondering how long she's going to have a job. But there's still, this is, this is Fauci at work. Fauci at work telling the media to play up the numbers. And she came in and contradicted what was reported earlier in the show. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but they'll lie to us every chance they get. Yeah. Yep. You know? What what better way than to keep the lie than to ruin the credibility of people that are out there or to just deny the job opportunity to the up and coming? And that's the problem with a corrupt government. You know, we laugh about how the Canadian government is corrupt and their media is corrupt. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for China, same for same thing for Russia. America has no room to talk. If anything, I would almost say that we're worse. We're worse because our media is deliberately corrupt. Not corrupt because the government says so, and if you say anything different, then they'll kill you. Our media is complicit with the crime. If the Nuremberg trial ever happened again, our media better run for the hills. Because uh, our media is part of the reason why the country has gone the route it has and will continue to go the next route. And we know what the next route is. It's bad. It's very bad. It's, It's civil war. And, man, you know, I think, uh, I think it's funny as I sit here and I read these new articles. Who do we believe anymore? You know, here, listen to this. Here's live updates. The UK spy chief says Russian soldiers are disobeying orders in Ukraine. Yeah. UK spy chief says Russian orders, or Russian soldiers, uh, disobey the orders in Ukraine that the Russians are still bombarding places that they're pulling out. You know, the problem at this point is I don't know if I can even believe my own State Department, my own intelligence communities. I don't know if I can believe the intelligence communities from other countries. And as a military guy, and as someone who was you know, federal law enforcement for a decade, it's hard for me because I used to get these reports and read these reports. And we'd be briefed on stuff like this. And we believed it because typically, you know, it is for the best interest that we who work on the inside know what's happening. So we know what to pay attention to. But now the whole media is a mess. And the government basically just spins lies to the media who spins more lies. And nobody knows what's actually happening. If anything, Dave, I think that's the reason why people don't pay attention to what's happening right now. And it's why when this stuff starts... People are going to be caught off guard. They're going to be caught off guard so hard that the only thing they can do is run immediately 
to uh, to the gas stations and filling up, run to the ATMs, the big old fights that'll happen at the ATMs, go to the grocery stores and start stripping stuff, and America will panic because America has proved since Hurricane Katrina to now, we're never prepared for the next emergency. We're never prepared. Now, people who are listening to the show more than likely are. But we're not, you know, 300, 400 million Americans. We, as a nation, are never prepared for the next crisis. And that's what I think the uh, the overall thing that me and Dave are talking to you about tonight. There's a theme of crisis here. Uh, the, the COVID crisis, the Ukrainian war crisis, uh, potentiality of World War III with Russia crisis, food inflation crisis, uh, the dollar inflation crisis, the, the potential economic collapse crisis. You know, it, it keeps coming on and on, but just wait. Just wait. When they actually open up the laptop and they start to talk about what's in there, if, the, if we don't have River City, which is the old saying of the military where they take down the Internet, I'm going to be shocked. Because there's no way, unless it is just straight up planned, Dave, that when you can start to point at the sitting president and say, your son is a child sex predator, your son has ch- how many uh, different videos or, or pictures of child porn on your computer to include your own granddaughter this cannot stand he's going to be taken out of power and then the next crisis starts Dave Kamala won't stay in power for long she's incompetent, she's an idiot she's a puppet I have a new theory on this Um, yeah I agree and she was also in my book connected to Jussie Smollett's hoax on behalf of the Obamas and that'll leverage her to resign without incident. And between Joe resigning and Kamala resigning, who's going to step in there? And I've been saying it's going to be Hillary all these months and all these years, but I don't think so now. Hillary has a 5% approval rating among Democrats. 5%. Yeah, zero five, folks. Five. I think, I thought she was going to start a third party, but I think it's Tulsi Gabbard now. She's going on Fox News a couple times a week. I'm a new conservative. Look at me. Look at me. Forget that I ever talked about partial birth abortion and gun confiscation. Look at me. I'm the new conservative. I spoke at CPAC. Forget the fact the owner got $183,000 from George Soros to make it happen. And she's being masqueraded out as the new conservative, a reformed Democrat. And she'll sound like the voice of reason, like she does on Tucker Carlson's show. Well, the Democrats don't care about the American people. Look what they're doing to oil. Look at the energy. And she's sounding just like us. She hasn't changed her spots. Okay? Let's not forget who and what she is. And I believe she'll be the vice president. Now, this is my new operating hypothesis. She'll be the vice president. And when Kamala goes away, it'll be President Tulsi. Hillary can't get elected. Hmm. Well, <laughs> that, one, that one caught you off guard, didn't it? Well, I don't like that option either. Yeah, well, I think this is what they're playing for. See, originally I thought they were going to bring in Hillary and make Tulsi the third-party candidate, fake conservative to draw 12 15% of the vote away from the Republican candidate, probably Trump or DeSantis, and they lose the election by that margin. Democrats stay in power. Tulsi's done her job. She gets appointed to a cabinet position. Um, that's what I thought was going to happen. But with Hillary's unelectability, but who knows? They might bring in Hillary anyway, because they may want to do everything before 2024, and they need someone who's enough of a bitch to get this done. And and seriously, she is a hardcore, fourth-degree coven witch bitch. That's what she is. She's killed more people than you can count. She is an absolute criminal sociopath, and she can carry out... Uh, a reign of terror against conservatives and Christians in this country. And I think that they may not care if they're going to make their move for total takeover of the country before the election in 2024. I, I think well, 
Yeah, I think that that could be the way they go. If if they wait until the election, she can't get elected, then I think it'll be someone like Tulsi. And it won't be Michelle Obama. No. Do you imagine the scrutiny that's going to come on Michael when this happens? Damn it, you beat me to it. Just put on a man's swimming suit, right, and then she won't get elected. <laughs> well, you know, here, here's the thing: is we have a whole catalog to choose from. It's it's a waterfall of events. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is the this is the part of uh, playing the game. This is not a very linear direction that we're talking about. There are many different loopholes in this, and you know, between Tulsi, then you got Hillary, you got the Michelle Obamas. I always say that there's probably someone who's el- who's also waiting in the wing to be selected. Uh, I've been waiting for that for a while, but you know I think we're just gonna have to hey, wait and see. Are you holding out on me? You got Hillary in the background there. <laughs> uh, that's, that's that's good old Vader. He just doesn't know when to be quiet. Probably barking at a cat. Uh, here's what I want to know though. I want to know if there's anyone else that's out there that we're not paying attention to. Because I would say that the Democrats look horrible. They they look terrible. I don't see how anybody could vote for another Democrat for the next decade. And then again, we did get Biden. But that was very forced upon us. The American people, I think, have been fooled enough times to know that you know, between the Dominion servers and everything else that happened in 2020, they know how to vote properly or to protest for that vote properly now. And I think that's what we'll see. Uh, the 2022 elections for the midterms are going to really judge a lot of that. But if we have them, yeah, and that's that's the thing. There's always the chance for the next national emergency. You know, and. P- People will say that guys like me and you are are doomsayers. We're, we're selling fear porn. That you know all this other stuff is happening. But I don't know, man. I think that's just the direction that we're headed. I think we're headed to some sort of a major civil conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's coming. We're going to see false flag in Ukraine, and we're going to see it here. I know we're going to see a bio-release here if the Democrats don't feel they can win. I mean, like I said, Nancy Pelosi basically said, we are not leaving power. If you just strip away her bullshit, she said, we're not leaving power. And I've been telling you that they will not give up their power willingly. They'll detonate a nuke. They'll kill millions. They don't care what they have to do. They are not leaving power. By the way, I don't know, should I admit this on the air? I don't know if I should or not. Um, let's put it this way. I got invited to an event being run by Incutel. And it's on surveillance and 5G. <laughs> you know what Incutel is, don't you, Doug? No. Oh, uh, the surveillance arm of the CIA? Mm. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So, I just got my confirmation. And I used my 30-year-old email. <laughs> so, okay. We'll see. Did I mention I'm taking my security with me? So, um, false flag city has arrived. Wars and rumors of wars. That's what we're in right now. Look for the false flag to arise. He's here. He's prominent. He will rise up, and he will be shot or killed, recover, and stop a crisis. And then the countdown to Armageddon begins. That's where I think we're at. But I think we've done a good job in this report. False flags are going to happen in Ukraine. And I think they're going to be Biden initiated. So, you know, do you, do you feel Putin's being provoked by Biden? I do, strongly. I think he's being provoked by the globalist. It seems like Putin's not on their side anymore, or he's chosen to step away from their side, and he's being punished for it. That's what I feel is happening. That's why I don't believe the narrative that we're being fed, because it doesn't feel right. 
it doesn't feel like this is really something that Putin wants to do or, you know, it, he doesn't seem fully committed. And I, I don't know. I just it it doesn't feel natural what's happening right now. Everything feels very forced and manufactured. That's why I've been saying the entire time, like, yeah, it looks horrible. War sucks. War is horrible. Uh, but everything yeah. else that's revolving around it doesn't feel right. But yet, all the leftists, all the, the evil people of the world, the Hillary's, the Soros, the Obama's, the Pelosi's, you know, the Facebook's, they're all saying you should support Ukraine no matter what. Russia's the bad guy. And yet, no one will let Russia explain their side of it. And then when they finally do, you know, at the UN Security Council, say, hey, this is why we're doing this. There's atrocities in the Donbass region from neo-Nazis, as of and CIA funds them. And also you put like, you know, what, 80 different uh, biological uh, weapons factories, more or less, on our borders. Here's the proof of all of it. We know everything. We've been monitoring it. Hell, we were in part of it for a while. We can't allow any of this to happen anymore. Yeah, absolutely true. No, you're absolutely right. I think that's that's definitely where it's going to go. But here on the home front, this is what people really want to know. What's the bottom line and what does it mean to me? I'll start off. You better get a hell of a lot of food. And you better develop a way to raise your food. Even if it's inside, go to Daisy Luther. She's the expert at inside agriculture. And you can do it right in your apartment. You better have guns, so food, water filtration, because you'll have to scavenge water with no power. Uh, you need uh, natural medicine, because you won't be able to get meds. You're going to need lots of guns and ammo. Make sure you're trained. Make sure you have some allies. And um, what would you add to that list? It's community preparedness. When everything breaks down, communities will turn into tribal uh, uh, provinces. So it's community preparedness. Yeah, I mean, you sh- you should be going to your city council and you should be questioning them right now. If any of this occurs, as crazy as it is, what can you do about it? What are you prepared to do? They're not prepared, prepared to do anything. Yeah, and, and that's our but that's our fault as American citizens if we don't make our leaders uh, accountable. They just won't answer the question. <clears throat> um. Can you tell me what a woman is? No. You had three kids, right? What'd they tell you when it came out of the womb? Is it a boy or a girl? I don't know. I'm a doctor, not a biologist. I mean, this is the BS we live in now. Yeah. If that if that woman gets elected to the she Supreme is. Court, she is. Susan Collins capitulated. God. I know. What's well, gonna happen? well, you know what you know what comes next? Pedophilia. Yeah bestiality, child sacrifice. I did a monologue on TV tonight, Doug. And I talked about a child custody case that had political overtones in it about 10 years ago. And I discovered one of the antagonists was related, or not related to, but involved with George Soros, uh, was a friend of Obama. And uh, at that time, George Soros was hanging out in that crowd tightly. And he gave $5 million to NAMBLA. The North yeah. American Man-Boy Love Association. And the moniker on their website at that time said, Sex before eight or too late. They're in charge of our schools. They're running Disney. I mean, Disney right now, they got secret videos that came out today are showing how many uh, um, trans, bisexual, homosexual scenes they can put into cartoons for kids. I kid you not. Doug, we're out of time. I think we covered a lot of territory. But we, before we go, we got to talk about American Vindictive. So you got about 20 seconds. <laughs> hey, uh, so American Vindictive, I uh, have a website, www.americanvindictiveshow.com. Also on GS Radio between uh, 5 and 6 and on KYH AM. That's between 4 and 5 Mountain Time. Uh, also on YouTube and Rumble, please check out the new UFO series. We're going to get into some really, okay. really weird, crazy topics. And on that note, my friend, we are flat out of time. Thanks for joining us. I'll be in touch. Ladies and gentlemen, start stockpiling. See you later, guys. Take care, Doug. See ya. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.